time to screw the norms. To fit in, we often hide what's on our minds, who we really are, or who we want to be, or even what we want to do. But now you're having the right conversations. Here, we'll talk about sex, relationships, and mental health, and how they interact with each other and so many other aspects of life. Shame can't survive when we're honest and curious with each other and ourselves. It's time for your mind to scream less and for you to screw more. I'm Rachel Wright, a non-monogamous queer psychotherapist and your host. Hello, 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 and welcome back to The Right Conversations. I'm really excited for this conversation today because I think that often we see brands out in the world and we might like their product and we might, you know, be like, oh, that's cool. Great. (laughs) And like feel very neutrally because, you know, capitalism is a mixed bag of emotions and experiences. And I happen to have the pleasure of knowing the founder of a company that I really, really love. Um, And today, while I'm sure we'll touch on some of the products and and things like that, um, we're going to hear his story. And we're going to talk about the topic today, which is a conversation about starting a sexual wellness business in a sex-negative world. So, Neil, welcome to The Right Conversations. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So before we dive into your experience, Royal as a company, just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So I, my background is probably not traditional to many people that um, get into the sexual wellness world. Um, so I started off, you know, a young Indian American kid, second generation, living in Dayton, Ohio, Midwest America. and not really knowing um what really sexual health was or just you know just learning what you see on tv um and then <laughs> which a is bit, nothing <laughs> yeah exactly or which is the most you know romanticized way of what sex is or what intimacy is and then getting through high school middle school and high school you go through the sex ed classes and stuff like that but you don't really learn much about it. You're just kind of told not to do it or refrain from it. Or if you have those urges, try to damper it or like, you know, wait till you're married type thing. But, you know, when you get to high school and that was like, you know, like 2004 to 2008, um, that's when social media started kicking off. Facebook was around. And so there's a lot more exposure to, to things like marketing, like sexual marketing and all that stuff. So like then I started getting into the dating world. Um, had my first girlfriend when I was like 17 years old, went to the store to go buy some condoms and then was scared I was gonna see my mom's friend in the aisle next to me, or I was not gonna pick the right thing. I was just freaking out. So I quickly quickly grabbed something and ran out. So um, so that was like, I guess the first seed that was planted um, mm. unintentionally, but it was kind of there. Um, and then I was kind of, grooming myself to go into the medical field so i you know had a science major in college was got um was on my way to apply to medical schools got into a few got some interviews to go to um to go to some med schools and then um decided i wanted to take a year off and at that time the filler year off was getting my master's in public health so um came up to new york city from ohio first time living outside of ohio 
and really got sucked into the world of, of New York and mm. started to see and started to date very differently, started to engage with partners very differently. Um, and then the second seed that was planted was I was actually dating a girl at the time and we had an unfortunate condom incident where she wasn't allergic to latex, neither was I, but she started experiencing some adverse side effects anytime we would use a particular brand or or one of those mainstream brands. So that was also kind of weird to me. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I try to look up the information or the ingredients, couldn't find anything. Ugh. So you're like, they told me to use this and now she's having icky side effects, symptoms, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Like, what do and I it, do? Yeah. And I was wondering, why isn't it happening to me? Why is it happening to her? And I started to also realize that the female body or women's bodies are very, um, you know, they're very unique and they're very like, they're more prone to change, uh, especially when you're using a particular product, whether it's like a face cream or makeup or, or it's a body wash or a condom or anything related to your body. There's a lot more changes that happen. Um, so around that same time, getting my master's, I was dealing, I was doing a lot of research with low. Yeah. Speaking of, and I told him you were going to come with water. Okay. Sorry. You want to meet Neil? He founded Royal. You like Royal? Oh, awesome! Thank you. Appreciate Way it. Way to go, Neil. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. I love you. Uh, will you drop me a protein bar before you go? Yeah. I'll do uh, picks. Okay. Can't do anything by myself. <laughs> Tell me, milk right. it, milk it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So sorry. Um, okay. So you were saying women's bodies and Ben, editor, producer, extraordinaire. Thank you for editing that out. Thanks for uh, yeah. Yeah. Women's bodies, take it away. Yeah. So around that same time, I was um I was doing a lot of research and epidemiology research with um STD and STIs and lower socioeconomic statuses around the New York, New Jersey area. And I started to realize that there was a lack of education and there wasn't much knowledge on not even what products to buy, but even as simple as how do you put on a condom? Like that was one of the most Googled things we found is they don't, oh my a lot God. of people just don't even know how to put one on. So all these seeds planted over, the, you know, a 10 year period. And so I started to realize that other brands, not in the sexual wellness space, meaning in the beauty or, mm. um, you know, the food space were being more conscious about ingredients, you know, non-GMO, vegan friendly, um, organic, all these certain buzzwords, but why hadn't that happened in the sexual wellness space? So me being, you know, a 25 year old go-getter hustler, I was like, well, let me just see what's out there and see if we can make something better. Um, and then the funniest part about this story is that I'm at a family friend's barbecue and just picture this where it's someone's backyard in Midwest, Ohio, grilling up with a bunch of Indian people everywhere. And one uncle comes up to me and is like, Hey, you know, I actually have a family friend that manufactures condoms. Like, would you like to chat with them? I was like, wait a minute, hold on. How, <laughs> how random is this that like all these things happen in, you know, in a recent past and then. I get some random Indian uncle that tells me that he has a friend that manufactures condom. So I just figured it's serendipitous. Like I got to go explore this and I got to dive a little bit deeper into what this means. Um, 
So took a flight overseas, went to India, met the wow. factory, and we started to realize there are a lot of discrepancies on, you know, what um, what is available and then what we can actually make that's healthier and better for you. So we started to play around with the with the ingredients of a condom. How do we take out these preservatives that are usually put in or how do we remove that dreaded um, the anti-vegan word casein? How do we remove that from uh, the condoms, which a lot of the mainstream brands, as you can probably imagine, have? So can um, you, I want to pause you there. Will you help people, anyone who doesn't know, understand what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So casein is an animal-derived protein. Um, you can typically typically find them in like protein powders and things like that. A lot of, you know, um, bodybuilders use it and a lot of people who work out use it. Um, but it's used in the manufacturing process to help dry the condom after um, it's made from its liquid to its solid form and also helps to prevent it from sticking and these different other aspects, but primarily is just to help to dry it and to keep it stabilized. So I was like, why is like, why do we have to use this? Is this like necessary? Is there a synthetic ingredient? Is there something maybe even if it's synthetic, is it a little bit more expensive? I don't care. Like I'd rather use something that's healthier than this. So we found a way to completely remove it. And casein is typically known for in condoms when you have that real condomy smell or that industrial like rubber smell that's where that yeah. comes from yeah and then also um the cloudiness of the condom so you can also get it on your hands sometimes so it can get like it's not just like this lube that's on the condom but it's actually mixed with the like uh you know the white powdery case yeah it's almost like it it I, i'm having i haven't used a, a condom made by anyone else besides like your company and like two other companies that I'll touch. But I'm like having flashbacks to <laughs> like high school and college with condoms. And I can like feel the like baby powder lube oh, yeah. combo feeling on my hands totally. and like that aggressive smell where you're like, well, once this goes on, my face is not getting anywhere near that. Yeah. So like that's the end of this portion of the sexual activity. And now you are forever smelling like a condom. Oh, totally. And then also like not even that if you especially for um, for any of the vulva owners of the vagina havers like they if you don't clean up properly after sex or after intimacy while using a condom that has that stuff, it can actually harm you over time. So or what is the harm? Is it like a microbiome thing? Is it a yeah, it messes with your pH, it keeps it in balance. So that could lead to, you know, future issues of potential, you know, UTI yeast infections, those sort of things. Yeah. Um, Again, even though it's a small amount of casing that's on there, it can still, you know, affect you over time. So yeah. we were like, well, how do we eliminate that entirely? So we did that. And then I was like, well, let's take this a step further because obviously having all these health benefits is is great. And I think it's it's super important. But the primary use of a condom is to make sure it's still 100% um, effective against, or not 99.9% effective against STD and STIs and preventing pregnancies. But also, people still want to feel like they're being intimate, even if they're adding something to the mix. You know, condom cells yep. had that stigma of like, oh, we, it doesn't feel good, or it's tight, or it slips off, or it breaks, or, or something of that sort. So we were like, well, it's really hard to make so many changes because of the FDA. So we actually applied mm -hmm. to the FDA. We went through the whole process. It was a painstaking, painstakingly hard process, a year plus 
worth of research, sending our research in the FDA, you know, reevaluating it while still exceeding those expectations of the FDA. Um, but we were like, well, let's take the challenge to try to make the condom thinner. That's mm-hmm. like one step we wanted to take. Mm-hmm. And then we had some other ideas. Maybe we could change the shape of it, these different, you know, uh, these other different things. But we're like, I think to focus on the condom in its purest form, but also making it as thin as possible. So that way it truly ju- does feel like a second skin or just that, you know, you're just putting this on, but your sensation isn't uh, diminished or it doesn't really decrease the fact of how intimate you want to want to be and how much you want to feel during that intimacy it sounds like you wanted to make it thinner smell less and be better for uh ph and sexual health like those were like the three goals yeah yeah okay um because when it comes to sex it's not only the guy or the girl it's to or or whoever it's you're kind of doing it with a partner, right? Most of the time when you're using a condom, it's with a partner. Yeah. Some uses, you know, some people use it for solo play with like sex toys and, and whatnot, but we envisioned it to be like that connection between your partners um, because it is very important to have like super thin so you feel feel the best, healthy. So both partners, guy, girl, girl, guy, 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 doesn't matter. Yeah. Everyone needs to be healthy throughout the entire experience. And if one per, and another thing I realized is that the whole marketing scheme behind uh, condoms was always catered towards men. There mm. were some brands that were coming out that was very women empowering, which I think was fantastic. I think that was hugely important to bring awareness to um, condom use and actually the importance of using condom, whether you're a guy or a girl. And I think it, uh, but yet there wasn't a brand that really connected those two that connected the guy's experience, but also the girl's experience or, or vice versa. So I wanted to make a brand and a product and just enhance a product that kind of spoke to everyone and that everyone could use and everyone felt confident and healthy using it. I love that so much. And I think that not only did you succeed in that, one of the things that I love is that I feel comfortable recommending Royal to my non-binary friends because mm-hmm. the brand doesn't feel gendered. It's not like for her pleasure, for his yeah. pleasure. It's very much just like condoms are important. Here's a good condom. <laughs> yeah. And here's other products that can support your sexual wellness. And I Absolutely. think that that is not something that we see very often, especially like walking down the aisle at a drugstore or um, or something like that. Yeah. And that's why we want to develop our branding that way too, that it's sleek simple but kind of um, and feels elevated like you kind of are royal you know yeah Um, in the (laughs) modern sense um and and that it was also inviting you didn't feel like necessarily you were using just uh like a condom but you were using a product that you know that you felt empowered using um so that's why we like to use our white packaging with a little pop of color here and there to help differentiate the different products but it's not strictly we're using like pinks or pastels to be right. more female oriented or using blacks and and dark tones for more male oriented. We want to make it very inviting. That's why a lot of our content too is just very educational and just general because you know I could say how it feels like for a guy to wear it, but I can't say what it feels like 
for a girl to be, you know, experiencing it. So, um, and so that's why we like to be as general as possible. And it helps with our marketing too, because, you know, Facebook, Google, and all these guys really damper what we can say or what we can showcase. Yeah. So we, we were like, Hey, let's scrap all this gimmicky kind of like, Oh, this, like, let's be sarcastic or innuendo all the time. We're like, Hey, some people just want to know how to use the product, want to know about the product and how it's going to affect them, how it's going to make them feel. So let's just, you know, let's just be as transparent as possible. I think it's so, I, first of all, you know, I'm obsessed with all of the products. I like, if, oh, if you're, yeah. yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out Royal's product line, do that. It's in the show notes. Um, I, I'm upset. And like everyone that I give Royal things to, whether that's at a workshop or um, a partner or in a gift, like whatever the the context is and they haven't used them before, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh, where'd you get it? So I love it. I also think that like something that popped into my head earlier is that there's such a lack of education as you were talking about in sexual health. and two things popped up. Number one, I I think that people don't realize that your butt also has microbiome mm-hmm. and condom usage for anal sex, using a condom <clears throat> that could potentially mess up a vaginal pH could also mess up the microbiome, uh, anally speaking. And like, we don't get any education around anal play at all, like at all, at all, at all. Um, So I just wanted to like toss, toss that in there. Um, And then the second thing is like, there is nothing hotter to me than a partner's awareness, a sexual partner's awareness of my experience and health. So Mm -hmm. having someone be like, hi, I have this condom that isn't going to give you a yeast infection is like, (gasps) Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's so if it's you're, if you're listening <laughs> to this, yeah. If you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know, whatever, like I can just get whatever, like it is such a turn on to here. Um, so I'm wondering, Neil, like, did you experience pushback because we, like we've talked about how sex negative our culture is and you know, Facebook meta, like, we have to write segs or like s asterisk yeah. x like what even were that the... they're catching up on too it's like <sighs> now you have to add three g's instead of like two or something oh. i heard some weird stuff where now you have to get really technical with it i hate it like i hate it so much actually so what... one of funny enough one of the videos that did really well for us recently is that i was just in it i just blew up a condom and i just put like random facts about condoms like not even saying the word condom all yeah. I said was like, no casein, vegan, like, and let people interpret. So that yeah. I got away with, but that's why you have to be really creative now, unfortunately. It's so dumb. I mean, being creative is great, but like not because of censorship. Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Honey Pot is more than the products in your bathroom cabinet. It's embracing that time of the month. It's staying balanced through the ups and downs, good sex and bad sex. It's exploring, it's learning, it's plant-derived. Powered by herbs and science, the first complete personal care system to get you what you need when you need it. Check out The Honeypot at Target, Walmart, Walgreens, and on thehoneypot.co. You can enter code RACHEL20, that's R-A-C-H-E-L-2-0, for 20% off your first Honeypot order on thehoneypot.co. 
So what, what were some of the hurdles? Like what were some of the pushback things, whether that's in your personal life, out in the world? Like, what was that like? I would say at first, I don't think I recognized a lot of my personal bar barriers to entry until I started to reflect maybe a year or two in, um, especially going through the FDA and, and then launching and then seeing the reaction of, you know, friends or so-called friends or people in the industry or just other things and people just in my Indian community. It was really unique. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot worse, to be honest. I thought, especially my Indian community, they would be like, uh, that's weird. Like, why would he do something like that? Like, don't talk to him. Like he's probably, you know, sleeping around. Cause there's all this stigma around like, okay, if you're starting a sexual wellness business, you're probably like super sexual or like super into, into the scene. Or I, I mean, I feel like I'm just as sexual as the other guy, but I just saw an opportunity to provide a better product. Um, so I took advantage of it. Whereas I think there's a stigma behind like what industry you're in, you're, you're automatically siloed into how you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to act or what your background is. So that's why I like to share my background because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, I was about to go to med school and yeah. I was going to be on that track, but I took still a healthcare related track. I like to assume, mm -hmm. but just focused oh, yeah. it on, on health and wellness with a particular product line. Um, so yeah, first I would say my, my parents have been like nothing but a hundred percent supportive at first i think they're a little weary they're like uh what is my son doing like <laughs> uh we want to be want him to become a doctor like his sister uh but and then you said med school and now you're saying condoms <laughs> yeah a little bit of a shift yeah um yeah. but i think my mom in her head she's like okay still health it's still health yeah. related so that makes her feel better um body parts reproduction okay 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 exactly um and also my sisters i have two sisters they were like super supportive you know anytime so i'm actually color deficient i'm partially colorblind so it's kind of hard for me to see certain colors and, and shades so even just making the packaging for it or the color scheme i had to ask my creative little sister or just Aww. spitball with my other sister so so they were like super helpful right from the get-go um which I thought it was going to be the exact opposite. I thought they were going to be like, okay, give this a year try and then get out of this. Like, don't, this is weird. We don't want to tell our friends that you sell condoms. Um, but, but then slowly, like the Indian community, like started to embrace a little bit more. At first it was a little hesitation. Like, you know, I'd go to my parents' friend's house for dinner and they wouldn't want to ask what I do for a living because they already know what I do. And it was just a weird subject. But um, over time, it started to now open up. Now, all the uncles and aunties come up to me and they're like, how's the condom business? Like, start <laughs> cracking jokes. I was like, okay, we just needed to break the ice a little bit. So now it's it's totally, totally fine. Um, and then kind of like looking at my friends too, like I've had a lot of supportive friends. You know, if I ask them at the beginning, I was like trying to get Amazon reviews. So I was like, hey, uh, can you just buy one pack and just like write me a review? Like, please, I just need Amazon reviews. And they were like more than willing to help. They were super supportive mm -hmm. as well. But on the flip side of that, there are some people like, especially in the Indian community that don't know me and don't know my background or my story are kind of like, what is he doing? Like, how is this a business? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? Like, they start just judging you from the outside, which yeah. is okay. I'm, I can handle it. It is what it is. But, um, but for the most part, I think now since 
it's becoming a little bit more open to talk about specifically in in minority communities that's definitely helping and i'm i like to hope that i'm having like some sort of impact on that to you know open the doors even wider um i guess let's see that was like the main thing uh the, those main personal barriers and just general hardships you know starting this is a business right it's a small business mm -hmm. you got to kind of rely a lot on yourself you got to hustle it's very hard the sexual wellness space is it's tight knit but and that's what makes it a little bit hard too because everyone's you know coming out with new cool stuff everyone's innovating everyone is um you know you have the big players as you know like the i like to call them the big three um you have them in the space that are just you know hogging up shelves on in retail yeah so it's it's a it's and you know advertising is becoming expensive especially when you're selling you know 12 to 13 dollar product it gets really expensive really quick so there's been a lot of hardship especially with covid and and the supply chain issues we've had to deal a lot with that but i'm proud to say we were we were able to weather those storms and we were able to get our head up above water um but it it's also hard that like sorry i'm just going to revert a little bit to the negatives again um yeah because it also just selling your product and talking about it, it can be a little nerve wracking internally because you know that people are gonna be judging you. You know that this space is judged very critically um, for no reason, um, you know? But I love the fact is that when I open a Royal Instagram, we follow a bunch of you know people in this, people like you, great people like you in the sexual wellness space. Hey, thanks. And, and I love seeing how open people are talking about it and it's starting to become a little bit more of a dialogue on podcasts or you know just in the mainstream media i think it's very important i think who's like kanye's ex was wearing like a a shirt made of condoms or something recently in the press and like so i think it's really cool how it's starting to become a little bit more open um but it's still not quite there i think it yeah. still has a long way to go um I don't know, you probably know the best because you have uh, clients that come to you that talk specifically about certain things to you, but can't really talk about it, you know, outside of that safe space, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the even just the shame, kind of like the story that you told at the very beginning about going to buy condoms and like hoping you didn't run into someone, you know, it's like the the complicated messaging around, you know, be be as safe as possible also sex is everywhere also sex is bad also yeah. like it's it's so confusing for people and like that's not even taking into account different cultures and religions and like all of that different messaging that you know we can get depending on where we're growing up and how we're growing up and because our parents had like even worse sex ed than we did like well most um it's hard to pass on you yeah. know, it's like, and then they're uncomfortable and kids are so smart. And like, we then perceive the discomfort in our parents and like, take that on. And then we're like, okay, now I carry shame because my mom carried shame or whoever. Um, and so I think that like, it's just so important to talk about these things yeah. and, you know, understand that like sexual health is health just like mental health is health. Like Absolutely. Our, our brains are in our bodies. Like our genitals are part of our bodies. And the fact that we're like 
taking them and like separating them out to be like, no, this is for your mental health or no, this is for your sexual health. Like it's all your fucking health. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's all wrapped in one body that's experienced and they're all related. Exactly. And I also think it's just a product of the generations, right? Cause yeah, you know, I still, I can, I think my sister and I asked my mom the other day, just we were in the midst of conversation of, so who'd you date when you lived in England? Like, did you date anyone? And she'll still be like, oh, what, what are you talking about? I didn't date. Like, what's dating? She's like, oh, maybe I went out to dinner with someone. Like, but it took like, you know, I'm 33. So it took 33 years of my life to start to unpack like what uh, my parents have gone through in their life, whether yeah. it's, you know, just a simple intimacy of dating or or anything otherwise. So I think it's just a product of generation, which is unfair because you see a billboard with, you know, someone in a bikini looking sexy and and selling a hamburger. And you're like, wait, those two yep. shouldn't add up, but apparently the marketing works. But yet when you try to have a dialogue or converse, conversate about it, um, whether it's to a parent or a friend, it's either made to be like a funny thing or you start to joke about it, or it's just yeah. kind of shut down immediately. And um, I never had the birds and the bees talk growing up. Mm -hmm. um, but yet with my friends, we would, you know, growing, we were growing boys, we were hitting puberty, we were like wanting to see what was out there. And we started talking to girls and all this stuff. So we had to like learn on the fly or, or learn through, you know, looking at porn or some something yeah. else that was sexual. So you're not knowing what's real and what's not what's not real. Um, and then you start comparing your own bodies to like, the ones you see like in porn or, or different sexual marketing you're like wait but like how can i get the the catch or why am i am i the catch or am i not the catch um so there's a lot of comparisons which is which kind of feeds into your mental health which is very unhealthy um there, there's no balance like they're trying to sell us sex but they're not willing to talk about it yes oh my god that's like the best sentence yes Exactly. Exactly. They're using yeah. it to sell things, but unwilling to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm ho my, my hope is that, you know, with me even just starting a small business and trying to be more open and transparent, especially the virality you can get now on TikTok and Instagram reels and things like that's why I want to center our brand a lot on, on that type of messaging on that open openness yeah. and try to, piggyback off like what you do with your podcast and and how you showcase your your stuff on social media is that having the open dialogue and being cool with it and yeah you can be funny and jokey about it but you can also take it very ser seriously right. and make sure you're treating your body like like a temple exactly i think that like with most things it's more funny to be able to bring humor into something when there is a, a serious foundation of education like you can't joke about something that you don't understand yeah and when it's just the joke it has nothing to like sit on but when you have the baseline understanding then it's like funny to make different and and you can then parse out what is actually a joke or what is actually comedy or what is i you know i i had a friend who made a video of um they were like putting a condom over their forearm yeah or I'm like doing the motion and people can't see me. They're going to just be listening <laughs> like over their hand and, and to their elbow basically. And, um, 
so many people thought that it was a like an instructional video on fisting. And she was like, no, it's no. showing you that like a condom can fit on almost anything. Like, yeah. what are, what? And there was all of this like discourse about like how this person had did this video about fisting. And she's like, I've never taught fisting. Which yeah. like, if she were, that's fine. But like, again, the the baseline of knowledge is not there to be like, oh, she's showing that a condom can stretch. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't, my brain didn't even go to that. I was like, what this, like what she's just yeah. doing in a, anyway. Yeah. So like, yeah. And that, I think the mindset of what understanding what sex is needs to change. Like a lot of people think sex is like penetration, yep. but a lot of it can be in different ways and that's not talked about. That's not known. Right. Yep. Intimacy can be meant in many different ways. That's why we've kind of evolved our brand name accordingly. Like we started as Royal Condoms. And we're like, wait, there's more, like our customers wanted more. They're like, give us more. We want more of what Royal has to offer. So we realized, well, it's not just a condom, a condom product anymore. Right. It's now we're evolving into Royal intimacy. Now we're creating products that kind of all connect. Everything yeah. is connected, uh, you know, intentionally, whether you're using a condom, lube, uh, you know, after play wipes, all these different things, everything is connected. Um, and no one knows that. Right. So right. people just automatically jump to conclusions on what one product is for or the other or yep. what a person is instructing versus like what they're actually instructing. And so I think there's not like you said, there's no hard core foundation. It's a little bit wobbly at the moment. Yeah. And I think, you know, people like you are definitely helping it, helping to strengthen it, which I'm well, I'm happy we too. got to know each other, too, because like I, I was like, wow, are there any people in this industry that are actually trying to put yeah. like like the educational component and not yeah. just like, oh, here's how to have like the most ultimate orgasm of your life. Yeah, that right. comes with it. But like, if you don't know how to use the toy or, you yep. know, connect with your uh, partner and communicate, yep. like there's a lot of disconnect to get to that end goal of having that ultimate euphoric experience. Exactly, exactly. Oh, well, that is like perfect to kind of put a, put a, little Put a bow on it <laughs> yeah thank you i can't think right now apparently um now i'm just thinking about the mind-blowing orgasm and i'm like what what did you say yeah anything yeah. else is just like gotta oh, reset okay. yeah yeah exactly um so if you had to leave everyone with something today what do you want to leave them with it's a good question it might take me a second yeah take your time we like being mindful around here yeah yeah I mean, I could go with something cliche, like always follow your dreams and you never know what to expect sort of thing. Um, but I will say be open. Mm. That's one thing I would say. Um, mm. I would say be open to experiences, whether it's something that happened like mine, you know, kind of not really knowing that you were going to get into a business or get into a field and then realizing that you know it's something that you're truly passionate about and you want to help change discourse on um and also um be open to the negative world and I'll, I'll explain what that means like be open to what they're saying so then you can help change it um so that's why primarily when i try to figure out what content to write i'm i go you know google trends i'll look on what people are searching what people are kind of naive to or just don't understand or are kind of pushing back on and then try to educate 
Um, and then just be open to, to trying new things. You know, me now starting this business, I've opened a whole new world of, of my personal life that I didn't realize that was going to open up. Like with me and my girlfriend, you know, mm -hmm. we, we have very open communication, open dialogue about our intimacy, uh, which people have told me in the past I haven't done so. So like now it's, uh, now it's kind of coming full circle. Um, so yeah, I guess that would be kind of what I would leave with is be open um, and uh, don't take the criticism and negativity as completely wrong or completely negative in its light. Try to see it as how you can turn into a positive. And that's what I'm, I think I'm doing. And I, I think you're doing as well. And other people in this space are trying to make sexuality positive. I, yes, 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 yes. Um, and just so anyone listening knows, I truly personally love these products. Like I, I say this a lot on this podcast because I don't bring on people that have products that I don't actually like and use. Um, and so I feel like a broken record being like, I love that. Like, I, <laughs> but it's true. And I, I really do. And I think that like finding, you know, different brands that you can trust and just know and not have to, we make so many fucking decisions all the time. And so to be able to be like, oh, it's Royal, great, I can use it. And like not have to go through this, like now I'm gonna read the ingredient label, now I'm gonna do this, now I'm gonna do that. Like if you use the lube and you have a positive experience, like use the condoms because then you know that like you're gonna respond well. If you like the, what, right, like it, it's, yeah. So I just, I just love that. Like, I know when there's Royal body wash in my shower, I don't have to like think about where it's going on my body. Um, yeah. it's wonderful. And I'm just so grateful for all of the work that you've done to bring something to market that like truly helps people and, and really has, um, it's made an impact in people's lives and my life included. So thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, I'd like to thank you too, because you're one of our first uh, supporters, you know, earlier on and, and someone being in the industry, you know, supporting a small kind of no name brand at the time, like um, that truly means a lot. And the fact that we remain friends throughout these last few years and yeah. um, you continually, continually support our products and our mission, I think is we, we, I mean, we couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, and then I'm sorry, there's one, one little thing I forgot to say is that, yeah, I'll kind of tack on as like my last thought um, is that treat sexual health and sexual wellness as if you would treat any other lifestyle you have, whether mm -hmm. you eat healthy, you look at, you know, what you're going to eat at the grocery store or even at a restaurant or deciding to eat fast food or not, or having that cheat meal or not treat your body and the sexual health the same way. Similarly to beauty, you know, beauty products, you want the best, the highest quality, the healthiest one for your skin, treat your sexual health that same way. Um, and then also how you treat others, I say treat yourself the way you would want to be treated in terms of sexual health. Your partner or whoever you, you experience with is also very important. So their health is very important. So I'd say try to use products that kind of benefit everyone, not just yourself. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make products that kind of um, treat your and your partner's health, you know, 
to the highest degree and, and give you the best product. So you don't have to think about what you're using. You just enjoy the experience. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rachel. That's all for today, you sexy folks. What questions came to mind as you were listening? Continue the conversation with me over on Instagram at the right underscore Rachel. And don't forget, please leave a rating and a review so that we can continue erasing shame and stigma together. <laughs>